I, I think it's worthwhile for us to engage with it and because this is a question some people might have and I don't want people to think oh hey yeah Bill Real and RFM are making points that can't be refuted at all because that's not the case. The only reason I'm talking about this is because he did something funny with a furry photo on his Facebook profile alright? When you sever your spiritual link to heaven this is what you get. They make their bones by insinuating that you're stupid if you believe. I'm literally going to do this in real time just to show how like simple it is to debunk this garbage. Welcome back to Midnight Mormons, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Cardinalis, and today I'm joined in the studio by Kwaku L and Brad Whitbeck. I'm sorry, I did that wrong. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, okay. We're used to it. It's We're used good. to yeah. it. Yeah, we botched <laughs> it by now. Um, anyway. Brad, you're passionate about this topic and you want to dive right in. Hit it. What are we talking about today? Okay. Man? So for starters, for context, um, we recently did a video about furries, which is what I think Quaku is probably the most passionate about out of this group. Yeah. And <laughs> well, be careful how you phrase that. Yeah. I, I I think they're hilarious. Oh. I'm not I am not a furry myself. Right, 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 right. But they're okay. very funny. Someone who would appear to be is after you told people that you needed them to prove to you that Bill Real is not a furry. I need Bill Real to prove that he is not yiffing Tony the Tiger. Yes. So <laughs> his response was actually kind of funny. Carden, pull it up. He okay. made his profile picture this oh. on Facebook. And look at the comment here. Someone says, did you get hacked? And his response, <laughs> nope. <laughs> so... um I, I think he rolled with it in a really fun way, actually. <laughs> he just yes. leaned into it. Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm glad to see some maturation into some humor back. You know what I'm saying? And I think this is a good move. I, I, uh, I think it's a good move. Unfortunately, it's, a later commenter was like, hey, uh, turns out, did you know that the person who made that fursuit is actually an advocate for zoophilia? Oh, no. Is yeah. that is that the reality? Is that the same yep, thing? Yep, okay. yep, yep. Oh, and so, no. Yeah. So, so he was trying to be funny about the furry thing, but then he ended up accidentally endorsing. Uh, I am, I'm positive <laughs> he did not know that part, okay? <laughs> like, oh, no, I'm not saying he did, but like I, I could even see that being a mistake. But, wait, oh, wait, no. Wait, wait. I've, gonna, I've, got, <laughs> I've got something. Okay, Quick, well, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Hit it. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to pull it up, so I, I'm just going to show it to the camera. Okay. Um, and then we got to jump into Brad's topic here, because he wanted to make sure, I think you said something about Steel Man versus Strawman. Yeah, right? yeah. So okay. you, guys know who, you guys know who John McAfee is? Yeah. The guy that invented McAfee. Security. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. You ever heard this tweet from him? He advocated zoophilia once. Oh, no. What? What? Uh, I'm just going to put it here. Can it focus? Okay, there it is. Yeah. Okay, great. It, can you read it, Cardin? No, I can't okay, even see. You gotta I'll get closer it. than that, dog. Okay, he said, enough of the whale <laughs> effing is non-consensual BS. A humpback whale weighs seventy thousand pounds. It's oh, fifty. You're dark. You gotta read it, bro. What does he enough say? Enough of this whale effing <laughs> is non-consensual BS. A humpback whale weighs seventy thousand pounds, is fifty feet long, can dive more than a quarter mile, and can crush ships with a single swipe of its tail. If a human manages to f one, you damn well better believe it's consensual. What on earth prompted that tweet? <laughs> I have no idea, but he tweeted that. <laughs> 
What? That's not a screenshot. What By the, the way, heck? that's not a Photoshop screenshot. That's his actual tweet. I, I have. I literally. <laughs> it was never taken down. It's still on Twitter right now, and he's dead. And it's still on Twitter right now. That is the weirdest. Oh my gosh. Okay, but um, so oh, okay. this there there actually were some comments on our YouTube video on on that video, um, in which Bill Real got mentioned and something went wrong with uh. I'm not sure something about like a uh what's it called uh with with YouTube the filtering of the comments kind of kept his from showing up. Yeah. So he reached out to me on Facebook and we actually had a good chat for a when second. We say he reached out who's the he? Bill Real. Not reached John out McAfee. To you? Not John McAfee. Uh, wait yeah. a sec. Oh wait, so Bill Real's been talking to you directly? Yeah, so we chatted on uh Facebook Messenger and Oh, you are the diplomat of the show, dude. <laughs> You know, um, I mean, I'm trying to be as much as we can, you know, but okay. um, well, he had a chance to talk to us, but he chickened out. Oh my you know what gosh. I'm saying? So I guess it makes sense. He'd reach out to you. But yeah, so so, uh, well, I was the one who made the comment. Right. So oh, fair enough. Reaching fair out. Enough. But um, yeah, so we we chatted for a minute and talked about um, kind of what he was thinking about our show. Uh, like I, I mentioned his how funny I thought it was that he did this response and everything. And then he was like, okay, look, I want you guys to actually prove that you can't, that you're not just straw manning our position on a video that we made like almost a year ago, actually. Yeah, um, but that's why he was invited to come to a debate and then he challenged us back and we accepted the challenge and then last minute he chickens out and sends well, in his boy it's RFM. it's more complicated than that. He, didn't no. he have his chance? Like, I'm sorry. R RFM changed the rules of the debate before Bill Real, like... It's complicated. It's messy, right? Uh, okay, but we're not doing a video actually responding to Bill Real because he had a big fat chance already, are we? Or is so? Are look, you just so nice? We're doing this. See, here's the deal. I okay. want for them to show, like, I want to show that we know and understand what their stance is. The U.S. does not negotiate with terrorists. I don't debate with cowards. <laughs> like, like, well, so if you don't debate with cowards. Why would you debate them? In the first place, I didn't you know offered him a, a microphone. I didn't, I didn't know he was a coward. Would until you he not debate it. him now? Then, uh, actually, I'm very, I'm less interested. But now that you're you've <laughs> apparently you're Facebook messaging this bro. Yeah, and I, look, the only reason I'm talking about this is because he did something funny with a furry photo on his Facebook profile. All right, <laughs> that's the only reason we're even. I'm even. Little do we know this. that picture was taken of him in real time. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. <laughs> okay, so keep going. You can Brad. find it on Google search. Keep but, going, um, Brad. Okay, so. I, I think it's worthwhile for us to engage with it and because this is a question some people might have and I don't want people to think, oh, hey, yeah, Bill Real and RFM are making points that can't be refuted at all because that's not the case. Yeah, so no, I, not I think that at it's, all. It's important for us to, when the occasion arises, discuss some of these things and correct them where necessary. Right? Sure. I mean, this is what happens when like the professional athletes get roped in by their old principals to come back and teach the little league baseball team and the JV people, <laughs> you know, like you got to do it for the school. Yes. I will go back into the intellectual minor leagues of Bill Real and RFM to explain some basics. Sure. Yeah. Let's so do it. They, made a video about straw manning versus steel manning. And if you want to pull that one up right now, at the very okay. end of the video, right before they do Did their you put it in the Discord? Question, yeah. Um, 
right before they get to the call-in section, Bill Real, in very clear terms, outlines what the steel man of his position is. Because he felt like we were strawmanning what he had to say. Okay, well, why don't you just give the audience that doesn't know what steel man and straw man so means. Just a, give that the... A straw man argument is when you take an argument that somebody has made and you make a weaker version of it that isn't really what they're trying to say and then knock that down as if you've okay. argued against them successfully. Okay. Whereas steel man of the position is you try to rephrase their argument in a way that they would actually agree with what you've said, right? So okay. that you prove you understand what their point is and then you argue against it. So, so I just want to make sure, like, just... <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but this is why I say it's intellectual minor leagues. I, I'm looking at this thumbnail, straw, mail, straw man versus steel man. Don't fall for a straw man fallacy, which refutes an argument by mischaracterizing. Why it. are they such nerds? Okay. What? Oh, straw man. That's actually a steel man. If you look, shut up. Okay. First of all, <laughs> now I, they're going to have to make an ad. No, I was about video. to make. Don't actually, oh, shut up, you nerd, <laughs> Carter. I want you to. Have, I was about to make a substantive no, argument. No, I've got. I got one more juvenile thing. Can you open a new tab and type in Thimble Tech? What, thimble Tech. Thimble Tech. The Hobgoblin. <laughs> oh my gosh! Where are thimble you going? Thimble Tech. The Hobgoblin? Something what like that. on oh, earth like is a, that? Oh my gosh, There's this creature looks freaky. Whatever it is, go to, go to images. Go to images. Yeah, I'm looking at the images right now, bro. I mean, here's Thimbletack, the Hobgoblin. Wait, no, or it's the... Uh, 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 type in Spiderwick Goblin. Spiderwick Goblin. So that one's not goblin no, no. enough for you? Spiderwick Bogart. Maybe it's that. Spiderwick Bogart. Okay, I'm now Man, typing I got different, in. I get different results than you. Spiderwick. It's, it's also in the in Discord. In your thimble tax searches. Bogart. <laughs> okay, so here's Bogart of Spiderwick. Is this a little bit better, okay, my friend? Okay, the second picture at the top. Yes, okay. You want me to click on this one, I assume, right? Yes. Yeah, or any of the pictures of the okay. same picture, the enlarged no. ones. No, here we go. Here it is. Boom shakalaka. Here is your Bogart from Spiderweb. Tell me that does not look like RFM. What? Go back to RFM. Go back to the picture of him and contrast the two. Okay, let me see. So here's RFM. Oh, wait, the people can't see it. So hold on. We're going to allow them to see it right here really fast. Okay. So here you've got RFM in all of his glory. And you're saying that it looks like Bogart? <laughs> RFM? Okay. okay. Uh, uh, I see what you're man. saying here a little bit. It's A little bit. It's it, it's humorous. Hey, he said Brad looked like an elf. I'm just saying he looks like Thimbletack from Spider-Man. That's true. RFM has to take it if he can dish it out. And he literally did say, you look like Shermie the Elf. And uh, That's fair. I mean, I don't think it's the best thing to be comparing people to like claymation monsters. Especially not if you're trying to say and... you're the sensitive man in the group. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... No, look, I'll say it. Look, look, he's been through worse. Not as bad as, you know, uh, the, the little okay. girl who was murdered that he, you know, defended the older brother. But it's fine. It's okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he a lawyer. I, I still I still don't yeah, think that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, well, the centurion's so, anyway. just following the law. Okay, yeah, keep okay. going. So, so here we go. <laughs> I'm just okay. saying that the reason why I say this is intellectual minor leagues and that these people are paper tigers is because it says straw man versus steel man. Watch out. Don't fall for a straw man fallacy, which refutes an argument by mischaracterizing it. Did we not just do an entire podcast on how they took a bunch of quotes, not even from the beginning or end of this sentence, 
mischaracterizing them. I believe the podcast was called uh, Bill Real Stay Away From Our Women or something like that. It was a it was a joke about all of the that was sharing a meme. Right. So like, no, I still think it's an irresponsible thing to do. But it's okay. yeah, it's just these guys are the king of straw man. Their entire show is a straw man. Are we really going to be doing honestly? This? To be fair, watching through this, I was surprised at just how much RFM was willing to straw man things, but Bill Real didn't. <gasps> oh, so wow. he did a pretty solid job. Like while explaining, so you're a Bill Real apologist today. No, I'm not a Bill Real no, apologist. I, I'm, I'm just like kidding. while watching through this episode, it was interesting because they watched a bunch of different. Um, uh, church leaders talking about Revelation and okay. RFM would immediately strawman them, just mischaracterize their argument. Make well, it here, let's let the possible. audience decide. Yeah, you've convinced me to put aside my disdain for cowards and um, people that act smart but aren't. So we'll do this. Here we go. So you want me to just we, press we play? Need, we need to start first. Okay. With the steel man of Bill Reel's position. That's the part that so I So you think don't is, want me to press play right now. Yeah, just, press play right now. That's, press play right now. Yeah, okay. that's what that's what's queued so up. So here we go. This is what's queued up. According to Brad Whitbeck. Apologist. If you're gonna steel man my position, it's this. Once I understood that Mormonism's truth claims holding up to me inside my own head are absurd in the face of the facts and historical context, why should I give preference to a spiritual experience? inside Mormonism in light of people across most faith systems having said experiences, having experiences with a similar magnitude and arriving at a similar confidence at their experience, telling them that their faith system is true, uh, perhaps in some instances for sure, the one true path. What makes the LDS Mormon variation of experiences more true? That's the question. If you're gonna steel man my position, what makes a Mormon uh, spiritual experience within the LDS variation of Mormonism count when every other spiritual experience that leads somebody to believe wholeheartedly in their faith system as the one true faith? Um, what makes that one able to be dismissed out of hand? Okay, first off, I've said nobody is dismissing anybody else's experiences out of hand. Yeah, there's countless, countless, countless general authorities that have gotten up in conference and said we do not have a monopoly on truth we believe the reformers were inspired in their considerations of christianity in the 14th 15th 16th centuries mm -hmm. oh uh, we believe that the minor prophets like dallin h oaks literally said that like one of the most christ-like examples of the atonement that he could find or maybe it was thomas s monson i can't remember dallin h oaks read said everybody should read don quixote when i was uh in a spanish major at byu and then i know thomas s monson said one of the biggest greatest examples of unconditional love and the atonement was Les Miserables by Victor Hugo, who's not even claiming religion. I, I mean, that's an absolute, to even come up with that question is a straw man argument, which is a mischaracterization rather, rather of the Rather than faith. saying it's a straw man, I think it's just a faulty premise, right? Sure. He has a faulty premise here. He's saying that we dismiss other people's spiritual experiences out of hand, which maybe he knew people who did that. But that is not what the church well, teaches and, us to do. Yeah. And that's that's not how revelation works in the church. Right. I'm literally going to do this in real time just to show how like simple it is to debunk this garbage. Go ahead. Craig. Like know, when did Gordon B. Hinckley say that, like, we don't say we're the only true church. We just say bring we're the only ones with truth. We just say bring the truth you have and let's see if we can't improve upon it. That was Uchtdorf. 
Oh, that was Uchtdorf. Your favorite. Yeah, your favorite, bro. Yeah, my favorite. So, okay, keep going. I'm going to look this up. Look, the episodes where we just generally talk about subjects, I feel like people always like, Quakers actually seems really nice. But then the episodes where we talk about Bill Real, Dylan, or our fam, they're like, Quaker gets mean. I just see blood when I see these guys. I just think they're evil. I just do. I I see no re like I, I mean, I know that you you two are like the responsible ones, you know, and you're like, let's take the argument seriously. But every time I just see their face on there, I just go like, ah, ah. I don't even care. I don't even want to engage with their what they have to say. Cause I just as people, I've seen their dark energy and their dark spirits. And if they don't change, they're gonna go where all the dark energy goes after they die. It's like, why am I? It's just like, ah, it's like I even get near them. I'm like, your spirit's so dark. I don't want to get gonna purell my spirit after being around you. Just like, ah. Well, this is what's really interesting is is like even just when I looked up this quote, there's a couple things that pop up. First, there's a meme. This has been said by Elder Holland so much, much that, you know, hold fast what you already know and stand strong until additional knowledge comes. So there right there is 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 the concept of knowledge being something that can be quantified and added upon. Dare I say line upon line, precept upon precept. Okay, and then here when you look at the second or the first hit is literally June 15th, 2013 article. From the Church of Jesus Christ.org. This is an official outlet. Latter day Saints do not regard themselves as exclusive possessors of truth. Indeed, we seek and value what is true and beautiful. Dot, dot, dot. I'm going to pull up this article and I'm going to find where the rest of the quote is. But it's like you can't get two lines into the first hit on Google before you see the refutation of the claim that like the third or fourth biggest anti-Mormon makes. I'm happy you said that because now I can finally start saying that L. Ron Hubbard did nothing wrong. And I really... <laughs> oh my, I kind of like, like him. I kind of like him. It was okay. interesting because they, they went through, in our video, we referenced the 1978 first presidency statement, right? Yeah. And they go through that and they try to show how that doesn't say what we said it said because they talk about moral truths and how that's somehow less important than spiritual truth they try to make up this dichotomy where they're like they really don't mean this when you're really able to just look up these other talks and put it in context we don't have a monopoly on truth and look i finally found the quote and it was it was actually gordon b hinckley i was right i wasn't misquoting my boy here it says endeavoring to communicate the aim and desire of the latter-day saints with respect to the outside world the late president gordon b hinckley said repeatedly in sermons and interviews bring with you all that you have of good and truth which you have received from whatever source and come let us see if we may not add to it Come, let us see if we may not add to it. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot different than the premise that Bill Real put forth. And by the way, I would say also, Bill, like, like grow up, travel the world, get smart, dude. If you haven't figured out that Mormons have a unique, I don't want to say obsession, but a unique perspective on the relative importance of authority due to our origin story, including a vision of Jesus Christ and God the Father speaking specifically on authority, okay? Most other people that are having spiritually spiritual experiences aren't taking Moroni's promise out of the back of a Book of Mormon that was just handed to them, asking, is this the true and living church? They're having generalized spiritual experiences, maybe at a Hillsong United concert. And in their video, they address that. 
they say that the fair Mormon people that Bill Real was talking to said that, and he was like, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. And then they looked it up, and it turns out they're kind of right. It's a generalized thing. They, Somebody they else literally who- say in their video, like Bill Real says, turns out the apologists were right. But then RFM tries to make it so that it's not really right anymore because they still believe that their faith system is true. And so if that would preclude them from investigating the church, then God's system obviously isn't very efficient. If the pastor of Church on the Way on on the corner here Mm -hmm. convinces Justin Bieber or whoever, whatever celebrity or whatever young man he stumbles upon do go home, read the Bible, ask God, if you should be a Christian, ask God, if he sacrificed for you, if, if, if you should not give your life to him, they're going to get a saying? yes. They're going to get a yes. Mm-hmm. They might have, dare I say, an overwhelming spiritual experience that does not exclude. Okay. The idea that there might be, as Gordon B. Hinckley said, truth that can be added upon Mm -hmm. or additional light and knowledge that can be gained in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Saints. Like this. And he was a bishop, though. This is the thing. You can't become a bishop of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints unless you're in a real backwaters area that's truly desperate without knowing these basics and understanding these basics. And for him to say that all of a sudden this is something in question, it just makes me think that you're being dishonest. It, yeah. it just it, and, and and RFM absolutely is being when when he was going through the 1978 first presidency statement stuff. Okay. Right. He was saying like that Mormonism is super exclusive, like beyond. The oh, yeah. So exclusive. Other religions. Yeah. Like tell me you don't understand the plan of salvation without telling me you don't understand the plan of salvation. Yeah, it's not like we let anybody walk in, you know. <laughs> and, and so like and, and he says like unrestrained revelation outside of the church isn't a thing and that's not even what we said like so he strawmanned us in our last video that we had made so three, three rules on anti-mormons what did i say about him today what are the three rules of anti-mormons very i, I said it in the podcast i mean mm-hmm. in the live stream today so you you obviously weren't listening I'm oh no kidding. no i was reading comments bro <laughs> yeah first rule is when you go godless or atheist the very first thing you lose is your sense of humor Okay, glad to see Bill Reels getting a little bit, little bit of a back with this uh, kind of funny, um, you know, uh, fur baby profile pic he had, you know. But the truth is, when you go godless, the very first thing you become is humorless. Okay, they always lose their sense of humor first. Okay, second thing is anti-Mormons do not refute scripture. They only fulfill it. Okay, and the third thing is they only accuse you of that which they always do themselves. Mm-hmm. And here we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. He's accusing us of straw mining while literally reciting a straw man argument, a mischaracterized argument with a bad premise right off the bat that was so easy to debunk. It only took one real time Google search done by this host here before we found the refuting quote from Gordon B. Hinckley that just happened to be off the top of the mind. This is why I say anti-Mormonism is the intellectual minor leagues. Mm -hmm. RFM is not smarter than us. He's more cynical and entertaining to boomers. That's it. And and so I thought it was interesting because there's another premise that I think they have that's flawed where they go through and, and the core of what they're talking about in the rest of the video is contrasting basically Moroni's promise 
that we can pray and ask to know if the Book of Mormon is true, right? They're contrasting that with other people's ability to receive spiritual experiences. And they make this, they say this a couple of times where they say like, well, if the point of God's spirit is to lead them to Mormonism, then why doesn't it sometimes? Is it only Satan or is it only their own feelings? Um, if the point of revelation is to lead them to Mormonism. And I'm like, that isn't the point of revelation. They're sitting there because they've got this cynical, twisted view of what the church is. And they're saying, well, obviously, the only thing that the church could be doing is using revelation as a manipulative tool to just control what people in the church think. That says more about your psyche than ours, man. It does. And so they have a false premise of what revelation is even for. And so I wanted to go over that with you guys. What do you think the purpose of revelation is? Can I? Do you want me to take this one quick, or you want to go? I mean, I'll I'll, I'll start. Um, go for it, because I I need to cool down a little bit. <laughs> Revelation is the divine act of transmitting information to your heart, mind, or spirit that is useful for your spiritual journey back to Godhead. Okay. Uh huh. Great. Nice. Awesome. Nicely done. Yes. There. There. I would say. If you take the doctrine seriously of the church, that our father in heaven is indeed a father in heaven, intimately aware of even the smallest details of our lives and a loving father who wants us to improve and do well in our lives, he would have to communicate some of his divine wisdom to us, just as I teach my son, whom I love, the little amount of wisdom that I've gained in this life. And that communication process between the divine and the mortal has a term. It's called revelation. It's positive wisdom bestowed upon us by God through the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it can be used to stop you from doing something dangerous, both physically or spiritually. And it doesn't have to do with directing you towards Mormonism. Sometimes It can be used to inspire someone to know a career path they should take or a difficult choice that they should make or how to touch the heart of somebody they've been trying to reach or how to uh, heal a a broken relationship or rekindle a a love between uh, two partners that have grown cold. There's a million and one things that can be revelation can be used for because God wants to improve our lives. It's not just to stuff you into one church that happens to be predominant in the Western United States of America. You're not that stupid. I don't think you're dumb, Bill Real. I think you are dishonest. You're smart enough to know this. These are obvious childish answers taught in primary. And to misrepresent those with the experience that you have doesn't mean that, that, that people always say these, these anti-Mormons are dumb. No, they're not dumb. They're smart. They know exactly what they're doing. They're reciting the canon that is presented in, in online forums and by all the anti-Mormons better than they ever did the true doctrine of the church. There's literally an anti-Mormon canon of just these screwy, weird, cynical lies that exist out there. And they're trying to connect the dots between them and do mental gymnastics to prove that, oh, my upbringing was actually super horrible instead of just like generally wholesome. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only way that any 
of their ex-Mormonism and the thought processes and the doctrines behind it make any sense. Mm -hmm. And I think really when it comes down to it. Hey, by the way, I feel very proud because I just got a from Quaku. It's you know what I'm either. saying? I only give those to David Icke. And I think that right there solves the other premise issue that, look, revelation isn't some tool being used by the manipulative leaders of the church to control every decision in your lives. Like, just go listen to any talks on revelation. You yeah. have guideposts to help you understand your revelation through the scriptures and through what modern prophets have said and through your own personal experiences. If you listen to Renlund's talk from the most recent conference, he yeah. talks about this. It, they, these are guideposts to help you, but we don't have the church saying this is what your profession has to be or like coming out and saying this is where you have to go to school or this is where you need to live. Right. Like who believes this crap? Who believes this crap? Like, uh I swear, I, I, I went into this years ago, mm -hmm. such a doe-eyed and naive liberal person, convinced that all of these toxic breakups amongst friends and family and partners uh, by ex-Mormons saying that, oh, Mormonism is, is this phobic and that ism and, and bigoted and all it means stuff that, that it was just because they've been fed some false information and they just they just needed some debunkings and we, we can clear this up no these people are angry and cynical and they want to try and justify this this, this anger this sin or this cynical attitude this just just toxicity okay and they'll do whatever mental gymnastics it takes to get over it, even if it's something that can be, get debunked by a 30 second Google search. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. And and so do we have to watch more of this video, by the way. Look, OK, I people can watch for themselves and watch through Bill Real and RFM's video, which is the glory of our our position. Because it's only our position that can say, "Hey, read both sides of this argument, and see which one makes more sense to you." <laughs> they they yeah. can watch it for themselves, and they'll see very quickly how many times they strawman the church's position, saying things like, "Oh, well, obviously the church is doing these things so that they control you. You only use revelation to confirm that what they say is true because they're trying to brainwash you." That is a straw man. Yeah, and, do, and do, so, are there examples? Should I just press play again? There's too many examples to go over. The the thing that I just sent to you is they often complain about us uh, being the ones who are doing a ad hominem attacks, right? And okay, I did call him a Bogart hobgoblin. But guess what he <laughs> called? Guess what he called Elder Bednar in the middle of their video. Watch this. They complain when Quaku slings stuff like that at them. But watch this. Watch okay, the clip. let's see. Let's see what it has to say. Bednar wrote. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up here so that the audience can see it in real time. So no, I'm not cheating here. Okay. Oh wait, that's a commercial. Hold on, that's a commercial. Ooh, but it's you a just really gotta, cool. You've got to get premium, mate. I well, I do, but it's on the other account, so oh, we're yeah, gonna okay. skip this. Ready? Go. Bednar wrote a book. Um, do you have a picture of Elder Bednar there? I think there's a picture of him. Yeah. There he is right there. That's actually a good picture of him. I saw a picture of him when he was a kid baptizing his dad. He looked basically the same. He's got these eyes. They're like Charlie Manson eyes. You know what I'm talking about? I've, They're I've beady. Seen, look, look, look. No, no keep, he keeps going. Oh, okay. I've seen Manson's eyes, yeah. They're cold-blooded. It's like, you know, uh, black eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, a doll's eyes. 
And um, that reminds me of another song from the 80s. I think it's something about like, um, oh, Elder Bednar. He's got Charlie Manson eyes. Remember that song? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, look, I know I'm not going to criticize someone for making fun of somebody else because we roast a lot on the show. But yeah. I will just say this. Okay. If... You Just don't complain like, about it. Yeah, and, and and by the way, if you look like a tr- like a combination of a man and a tomato, you should not be making fun of anybody's look. <laughs> RFM Corbin Blues is in not one position to make fun of the way somebody else. Looks. That's right. First man. of all, first of all, you know what? I might be a flat earther, but his forehead makes me believe in a globe earth. Look <laughs> oh, at that guy. Look, not a flat earther. But that guy's forehead goes on forever. It needs a GPS. I could throw a French fry at his forehead and it would go into orbit. Do you oh understand me? This guy is in no position to make fun of anybody. But here's the deal. What, well, he's, it's doing, true. what he's doing with this, though, is he's doing this to discredit his intellectual opposition, right, as he's going through this. He's putting it out there to be like, oh, yeah, obviously, this is a serial killer like man with horrible intentions. You know, right? one thing that was really fun about the whole RFM thing, though, and all his ad hominem attacks hmm. is it was a fun chance for me to be a little bit of a liaison between Gen Z, Kwaku L and Brad Whitbeck and elder millennial Cardinalis and Boomer Corbin Valuz, like when he was making his three men and a baby joke. You guys didn't. I had get that no one. idea what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, he was making. He was like, "Have you guys seen the Potterson family? Doesn't it, this look like the state?" Uh, no, see, so he was making about? all these like '60s, '70s, and '80s pop culture references. And me as a child of the '90s, you guys a child of the 2000s and the 2010s. I was like this beautiful link in between. Dare I say, uh, the spirit of Elijah rested in me between RFM and well, <laughs> and my Gen Z counterparts. Honestly, what that debate really made me realize. So was, well, here he was just making more old school I know, jokes it was, with well, his Infinity Gauntlet Marvel shirt well, on. It made me realize that um, at the end of the day, God wins all the debates because God's the one who's in control of time. And as you're watching that debate, you're realizing his reference. Every, it's he's When he dies, it's all going with him. Well, all and it's definitely demonstrative. That, all that, yeah, but like that, mm. his whole that whole thing. It's it was literally like when Kathy Griffin keeps trying to hold on to her youth and all those public things. She's like, "Here's something crazy." It's like you're pushing seventy, like you're not a Kardashian. And mm. there was an almost a desperation of relevance, but the but the only way he knew to be relevant was already something that is dated in the that past. is passe. Yeah. Yes. So it just it's really interesting. And you know what? Having children keeps you young. Being cynical and single and dual income gets you older faster than anything. I'm just saying, um, cynics have never built a cathedral. That's true. Mm. And 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 I, I think that some of it is a little bit generational. Like uh, Gen Xers are the most drunk by far of any American generation. It's true. You know what I'm saying? The most self-medicating, the most cynical, the most angry, the most atheistic. You know what I'm saying? And so I, and real is not a boomer at all. Real yeah. is way no, too no, they're Gen Xers. I think. Yeah. So anyway, um, so I, I I think we should just wrap this up by saying like, look. They, they ask some solid questions within there, and there are questions that are put out by the people in their clips that they share, where it's like, how do I tell the difference between the spirit and the Holy Ghost inspiring me, right? That's a question many people have asked at many different yeah. times. Right, right. They come to the conclusion that that's because it's not taught well, and yeah. that it's because... Um, or that it's not the doctrine in the first place. Or, or- they even suggest that there is no Holy Ghost and it's just all your feelings anyway. So it's God. like when you sever your spiritual link to heaven, this is what you get. When you just, dis- when you just sever that thing, it's 
Yeah, all the Holy Ghost and that 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 beautiful divine feeling that you get to guide your life. Oh, it's all fake and manipulation. It's all it. What? Oh my goodness, he's not only yeah. Your soul with our still seeks the divination. Yes. You end yeah. up just he's coping with alcohol with, or with, with all of the ancients, with all of the true trailblazers of society. He's he. I mean, you are separating yourself from the most beautiful golden hand down from. The creation of our world to now. This is a serious thing to separate yourself from. And it is so sad. And you see how it manifests. And it, Pessimism, negativity, mm-hmm. cynicism, depression, sadness, self-hate, insecurity. Ugh. And and RFM even goes so far to say that the church has systematically silenced God. That we've reduced God so much to a still small voice that we no longer have people led by revelation at all. That we can't tell if there's... God or just our own feelings, which is just, it says more about them. Than yes. It says about us. I yes. know. And, and so as that's a, rule number three, that's rule number three of anti-Mormons. They only accuse you of that, which they are woefully guilty themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the deal. Like it is our responsibility to receive revelation for ourselves so that we can understand in what ways we need to repent and become better and become like our father in heaven, you know, and there are countless conference talks going over this. So I just want to say, I don't think it's worth the time going through and like going through their entire video and seeing how they strawman other arguments. I think it's worthwhile that we've gone through and said, okay, Bill Real, the steel man of why should we have the LDS Mormon variations of, uh, of why should Mormon, sorry, what makes the LDS Mormon variation of, of uh, I, wrote the, the down, I wrote this, I wrote this down incorrectly. What makes the LDS variation of Mormonism, their spiritual experiences, count more when everyone else's positions can be dismissed out of hand? I think we've addressed that through We're the premises, yeah. right? This isn't a valid question based on the premises that we have about Revelation. Right. And that why should... I give preference to a spiritual experience inside of Mormonism in light of people across most faith, most faith systems having said experiences and having experiences with a similar magnitude and arriving at a similar confidence at their experience telling them that their faith system is true, perhaps in some instances for sure the one true path, right? Okay. And our two premises that we think are going to correct this completely is one, that the purpose of revelation is to commune with God. It's to help you come to know God and understand him. It's not to drive you into Mormonism or to confirm the truth only of what LDS church leaders say. It is to help you come back to God and come to know him. And the second premise that's important for us to remember is that we don't make the claim that other people's spiritual experiences should be dismissed out of hand. But even on this show alone, how many podcasts have we made where... We're ranting about like not only the truth of other religions, but like that I li- we literally we think love some them. of the scriptures are real. Yeah. We're over there the other day like the Vimana of ancient Hinduism. It was real, Brad. There's it was awesome real. In it. We are. I mean, we're. And I was like, dude, world? they're sleeping on Taoism. We got to read the Tao Te Ching. You know, uh-huh. it's like no, see, what? It's like Joseph Smith said, we need to bring all truth into one. That's the purpose of this. Dare church. I say, circumscribed in one great whole? Yeah. An experience I know Bill Real had, so RFM had. What what I have to say is this. I think those two premises show why the steel man, which Bill Real fortunately gave us in his video that I I think 
We've articulated their position just fine. We've we've talked about it. We've gone through exactly what he said. I think those two premises show why the steel man of your position isn't relevant to the discussion. Okay. So is it safe to say now, Brad, that RFM and Bill Real often accuse their critics and what they call apologists in general of straw manning their arguments or in other words, mischaracterizing their arguments in order to debunk them in a, in an unfair manner. And that we, in order to make sure we didn't straw man their arguments, but instead steel man their arguments played their clip in its entirety. So we can't say we misrepresented it. And then with a 30 second Google search debunked it. Is it fair to say we did that? Pretty much, yeah. That's that's what it seems like. Okay. And so okay. here's here's the thing. They're cherry picking all of this stuff to try to make it seem like people are trying to control you. Look, go watch their video for yourself and keep in mind the premises that we're talking about. Keep in mind, the purpose of Revelation is to help you come to know God and help you to become like him. It's your father in heaven communicating with you. Yeah. Your father in heaven who loves you. Yeah. And the second thing... <laughs> I love that. It's like when Dennis Rodman came back from North Korea and he'd say stuff and there was like all of his peeps behind him and his crew's like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and look, the second thing is that we don't just dismiss everyone's spiritual experiences out of hand. Okay. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to take all that's good, virtuous, lovely of good report and praiseworthy and bring them all in. So watch their video and think of those two premises and see how much they miss the mark. Go ahead, Kurt. I was just going to say, I can't even believe I'm doing this. But only out of an overabundance of wanting to make sure we do not straw man him. Mm -hmm. One last time, I invite you to come on this program. No goofy, stupid switching out guys and demanding different shows and ended up in a weird multicolored wall in some off the beaten path evangelical chapel run by a cool guy but looks like he's doing a rendition of blues clues behind us you know what i'm saying chapel to to bait in like here's the deal bill we'll zoom you in and you can ask us whatever questions you want okay i i don't even know why after you chickened out, I'm even thinking about inviting you to engage again for another hour. All right. But just to prove that we don't steal man you, you're welcome to just ask the questions as you want. Just just directly. We'll try and see if if this can work, because last time you ended up showing up to the debate that we challenged you to that you challenged us back to, but then not being there and just watching in the audience, even though I offer you to mic, but fine, we'll see if we can't make it work just so that you can say we're not steel manning you. But this, this is absurd. And if you believe this, you're not smart, you're angry. I really think it's not an intelligence thing. It's an emotional thing. Mm. You know, so anyway, do we have anything else to say before we go? Uh, there's one thing I did want to say. They had an interesting question that I wanted to throw Ooh, past you guys. This is good. Uh, out of all of that, there was one thing that I thought was intriguing. It said, why would God tell someone else to join a church when he wouldn't tell Joseph Smith to? Right. So why did Joseph Smith? Why was Joseph Smith able to get the question, the answer to the question? Hey, you need to restore the gospel where other people who are trying to figure out what to do with their lives. Why aren't they um, 
Because he was chosen. Like, why was Jesus, why was Mary the one, why was Mary the one that had to carry the son of God? She was chosen. Joseph Smith was the one that God chose. He was chosen. Like, just Everybody right on my team wants to be goalkeeper. How come, how come Brad was chosen to be goalkeeper and not Ken? I'm sorry. You, you can't all you can't all be goalie. By the way, I'm not even claiming that that's the answer, but it's a answer. And, and that I is think, a lot better than the cynical. You're lying. And, and I think a part of this has to do with the way that God speaks to us in a language that we'll understand and according to our circumstances. They they play a bunch of clips at the end of people in Islam saying that they know that Islam is true, and. It's interesting to me because I think there are a lot of people who are in Islamic countries who are in a place where they can't find the LDS faith well, at all. And, and by they, the way, it's improved their lives. Exactly. And they're living truths that That's are okay. also found in the church. These are truths that are throughout these multiple churches and they're living those things. And that causes them to say that what they're living is true. And that's fine. That's I not can a have problem. a three foot level that is straight and true and points to the level spot on the other end of my construction site where I need to draw a line in order to lay a cement foundation. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I can't bring in an eight foot level that's longer, heavier, and slightly more correct. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. saying? It, it, it doesn't mean just because one instrument I have is true, like plumb lines actually have to lay true. It's one of the few things where like true actually is used in a non-religious truth claim context you know and it's like this these are just analogies i'm coming up with offhand they're not the best ones Mm -hmm. but if if i can just do this offhand okay freestyle religious rap in here you're telling me bill real with all of this angst of mind and months of your big, big brain thinking and milling over this truth that you couldn't come up with that answer that is a good enough answer to not be a toxic person who tries to destroy people's faith and, you know, family structures and, you know, all that other stuff. Like, really? Mm -hmm. That's just where I stand. And then, I mean, there's one other thing that I maybe would want to chat with you guys about because there it was a major theme in their video. Okay. With the how do you distinguish between the Holy Ghost and your own feelings, right? We did a whole video on this, by the way. The false religion of only feelings Mm -hmm. has literally been like, because on this show, we call it out on both sides. We say, hey, look, you know, just like there's some people that are overzealously against us, you know, there's some people that are so desperate for evidences. They'll sometimes think any good thing that happened in their lives, you know what I'm saying? It has to be a direct result of their Mormonism. And it's like, I don't think that's true either. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, so I'm actually going to give a real answer for this one. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make fun of, fun of the, the two. Um, one, I think this is where Americans should be. It, it's a shame meditation has not, is not a really big part of Western culture. Mm-hmm. It should um, be bigger because when I talk to, People who meditate of Eastern traditions, they have no issue answering this question mm-hmm. because when you can be truly be rooted in, in in the knowledge of yourself and your spirit and your consciousness, 
you understand the difference between the between the outside voice and the inner voice. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a very American thing to not be able to understand that. And I get it because you're waking up at 6 a.m., driving to work, getting that Starbucks in you, you know, trying to deal with your kids. It's not just American, you, like, it's like, Western. Yes, like like yeah. our lives are so compacted compacted in such a way it's hard to even have that quiet time and that delineation. Mm-hmm. But it is very clear if you and and that's the thing I think when a lot of these atheists um, ask these questions, they they think they're if they have a got you for us, but really they're revealing their lack of of spiritual connection to the divine. They're revealing the the emptiness there. So I don't think this is a difficult question. Meditate every day for four months, and you will have your answer. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. And you know, that you actually, it's it's very interesting you say that because what you just said, though you may perceive it as very Eastern and spiritual, I had the exact version of that on my mission. And I actually, before my mission and after, I've always been a missionary. But um, I would say that's the spiritual scientific method. I would literally tell people, I'd say, look, dude, I don't want you to do anything that doesn't have... I'm a very data-driven person. I don't want you to do something unless there's measurable quantifiers that you can follow that show there's an improvement. You know what I'm saying? So here, create your own measurable quantifier. Literally, read the scriptures and live the Mormon life that we recommend of just reading your scriptures daily and saying two or three prayers in which you actually calm your soul long enough to feel like there's some kind of connection there. And then live your life completely normally, with as free of as much sin as you can get out of there for a while. And if literally within six weeks, you don't notice a drastic difference in your life and have an answer right there. Is that not the scientific method of developing a thesis, developing an experience, uh, an experiment of, with repeatability, repeating that experiment and then developing a, a, a an actual, oh, I forgot the scientific term for when you finally complete the experiment, but we all know the five steps of the, of the scientific theory, you know, like conclusion. Yeah. Your conclusion. That's it. Drawing your conclusion. So, Literally, all you did, Quaker, was ask them to apply the scientific method. Yeah. And I just want to add one more thing. I think this question is common. Okay. Because, like Quaker said, we're always having our attention dragged away, and it's often by these. Ah, uh, yeah, that's we, true. We have little pings coming in all the time, right? And we are so distracted as a society that it's very difficult to pay attention to our own thoughts, let alone where they're coming from. So I think we're out of practice. I think it's very difficult for people to be on top of that. And so when they say like, well, the brethren aren't teaching it very well. It's like, no, this is just a problem that we have in society. Like, you can't just say that every problem that's in there is somehow the fault of the yeah, church. When Jesus Christ literally ple- preached the Sermon on the Mount, many of the apostles and members of the church were th- were there were there that were already members. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And when he said, there, today has its own enough troubles. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, don't worry about the morrow. And he was talking about how, you know, there's all these beatitudes that we need to engage in. You know, he wasn't assuming that just because you were a baptized member of the church that all of a sudden you had it all figured out. Uh-huh. There's room for growth with all of us. And literally... You know? The whole need no physician. The church is here for all of us broken people to work and limp our way into becoming better and healed. Just because there's a flaw doesn't mean that our claim that we're all trying to help each other along the way is not valid. It's just and 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 again, it's like I don't want to beat this dead horse, but 
this, they make their bones mm-hmm. by insinuating that you're stupid if you believe. Yeah. Okay. That's and the underlying thing under, throughout it, all of this, too. It's always the underlying insinuation. When RFN kept beating the drum of, well, when I graduated from Mormonism, or when I graduated you're from Mormonism. stupid or brainwashed. Yeah. And you are not smarter if you are a pop atheist like these guys. You are just more cynical. Cynical. You're not more intelligent. You're just more angry and emotional. Like this is not the same thing. It requires more intelligence, both spiritual and intellectual. Okay. To become a man of God in Western society, I believe. I don't know, Cardin. It's been really difficult for me to tell the difference between the outer voice and inner voice. And now I completely blame Garrett W. Gong. (laughs) (laughs) It's his fault. Oh my I mean, how crazy is that of an opinion to have? And so here, well, I wrap think, us up, finish us up, brother. One thing that I want to say is anybody who is wondering about how they feel the spirit and how they can recognize it in their lives, pray and ask God. Ask God how you recognize the spirit. See how he responds to you. Write it down so that you keep track of how it is that you actually feel the spirit. I think we often miss out on it because we're so distracted all the time. And so just ask God. It's that simple. That's what Joseph Smith did. Uh, That's what we're taught to do in the church. Ask uh, God. All right, Quake, you want to say a closing prayer? Oh, no, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is, this is I, I, I guess what, one, words, but. one last thing. Okay. Uh, so Bill Real, there we are going through the steel man of your position. We're talking about the faulty premises that we think you have that make your question a question. And how we think that that makes it so your question isn't necessary. Um, I hope that that answers you well and that anyone who wants to can watch through your video and see how those two premises fix pretty much every argument and everything that you say. Okay. That was a much more diplomatic way of saying a version of what I said. So anyway, this is Midnight Mormons. See you guys in the next program. Hey guys, Cardinellis here. Thanks for watching the video. Now, before we go on to the next video, we got to talk. We've got a ton of subscribers for which we are very grateful, but unfortunately, I'm going over the analytics and less than 15% of you guys have clicked on the bell icon next to the subscribe button. Now, besides being subscribed to this channel, you need to click that bell icon so you get alerted to every video we drop. We're making about three videos a week, dropping them once every other day, and you're not going to see all of them unless you've clicked on that bell icon. So please make sure you like and you share and you subscribe and you also click on the bell icon. See you guys in the next program.